This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. Hello, it's Amanda. Thanks for joining us today. So Amanda, tell us what's going on in the children's section of the library right now. Well, we were so happy to have programs back in session a couple weeks ago, and then our COVID numbers around the county have just got, you know, they're through the roof. So to protect you and the kids and just the staff here, we have decided to cancel children's programming for the time being, just to make sure that our children are safe. They can't make the decision to, you know, wear the masks and to get vaccinated. So just to make sure that everybody is staying as safe as we can, we have canceled children's programs for the time being. And it's a bummer because they were so eager and happy to be here. And now they're having to not, I mean, they can still come, just not in that room uh, for an hour at a time for a program. Right. Well, you said we've canceled programs, but actually we do have some virtual programs. Yeah. So, so tell us about that. So we do have our virtual programs back for the time being. And we are going to really highlight a section of our library that I think often goes uh, missed. And that is our 100 books to read before kindergarten shelves. We've got 100 books, uh, various titles, and there's multiple copies of each title on those three or four shelves. And these are books that are really geared for um, kindergarten readiness. They're going to have those concepts of number recognition, letter learning, um, lots of different visuals that will stimulate different things in the brain. So we are going to start that. And we did our first virtual session with that this week. We focused on two fly books, Old Black Fly by Jim Ellsworth, as well as There Was an Old Lady Who Swallowed a Fly by Marie Sendak. And I think it went really well. These books I can't often read aloud like we did in the past virtual programs just because of copyright issues. There will be some that I will be able to, but I couldn't with these two. Uh, But there still is a lot of fun that we're going to talk about with those. There's kindergarten readiness things for the parents to do with their child. And it's just a fun program. And I hope that people will take part in that. Okay. And so we have multiple copies of these books. So the kids Mm -hmm. can still pick up the book here, pick up the craft kit. Absolutely. And tune in. And so we're just trying to make the best and in life in the time of COVID as we were talking about uh, earlier. So, and I know everyone keeps asking, are you going to have a book sale? Well, we had hoped to have a book sale during Jacksonian, but again, with the, it's highly unlikely Mm -hmm. with the COVID positive cases, so many in Allen County, because you know, the book sale, there are a lot of people that come to that event and the room will just be too crowded. Right. Because really, uh, when I look at the capacity for that room, we don't need to have more than 33 people at a time in that room. Right. And I just think it would be impossible to control the crowds for the book sale. So maybe sometime in the next few months, but we are not going to be able to do that in uh, September. But we are giving away a lot of free books in the lobby right now. So take part of that for sure. So the reason for that is so many people keep donating books to it. And my storage (laughs) room is full. It's not my storage room. The library storage room is completely full. And, you know, I just hate to see books go to waste. Yeah. And so we've just been putting it on a cart and saying, free and yeah. they just go away. Yeah. And uh, so we're really happy to be able to, so be sure when you come to visit the library is to stop by the free book carts there mm-hmm. and take home a couple. And there's children books right now that are out there and also yeah. some adult 
books. Someone donated a lot of John Grisham and Stephen King's the other day. And I was yeah, like, real popular like, titles and authors for sure. They are. And so, and someone gave us a lot of crocheting books too. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, pattern books. So if you do crafty stuff, there's some of that out there. So stop yeah. by and see, see what you can take home to keep. And also don't forget our new book. Uh, on the display we have so many wonderful new books on and uh that you can check out and take home and uh, we're going to talk about some of those mm-hmm. so, amanda i know you've read you've just been, finished a book that i finished a few weeks ago that i just loved and i twisted I another patron so I'm, I'm like oh you have to read this <laughs> and i think she took it i took it out so uh tell us about the book you wanted to talk about it was the good sister by sally hepworth she wrote um was it called the mother-in-law yeah that was right the mother-in-law and i loved that one too but this one was so dark and twisty in places and I, it just really took me off guard yeah um not to give anything away because i want our patrons to really have that feeling that we had when we read that book but you know, I loved that you have two main characters, Fern and Rose, and their twin sisters. And Fern was a librarian and she's got a sensory disorder, but her quirkiness, but still able just to be, you know, proud of who she was and all the things that she had to go through. And then you've got Rose, who is another character in herself. Like it was just, I mean, what did you think about it? Well, well, I loved it, and I just loved they. Sally Hepworth must have spent a long time in the library because she describes the library yeah. setting, yeah, perfect. And uh, I really enjoyed that, and I joined the romance aspect mm-hmm. of it, and it just. Because I, I truly believe there is someone out there. For everyone. Yes. And that yeah. comes across so loud and clear in this book. So um, I don't want to give too much away either, but I yeah. give this book five stars. I did too. So yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed it. And so. Yeah. I put that on my Goodreads account and I, you know, I, wrote, I gave it a five star review and it was, just, I loved how whenever she was describing the library setting and the programs, I could you know, relate to that so much with what we've got going on here. And it was, I just, it was wonderful. I really loved it. And just some of the quirky library patrons I know. Who, that are a big part of our life. Of course, they might yeah. think we're a little bit quirky. I, don't <laughs> I guess we all are. Uh, but I, you know, I just love all of our regular patrons. And mm-hmm. uh, so that that's a fun part of our job are the friendships and the people that we know in the community. Yeah. And so uh, that's fun. So, well, I've been reading a lot and I'm really having a hard time deciding which books to share. But I did love The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. Okay. And uh, this really gives recognition to the women whose work on the Oxford English Dictionary went mostly unrecognized. So Esme, well, her father is one of the people working on the Oxford English Dictionary. And when her mother dies, she grows up really under the table. Yeah. And uh, as they, uh, they, they have these words that go on little slips of paper. And as these little slips of papers fall down, they're sort of rejected words. She collects them and she hmm. saves them in a trunk. And then as she becomes older and going into the market, she also starts uh, collecting words that 
some people might consider vulgar or, but it's the language of the common people. So mm. she starts, she starts collecting those and, and she will write out how the word was used in a sentence. And she records the name of the person who hmm. she records this word from. And sometimes they are words that you'd think, Oh, I would never <laughs> say that word. And uh, so we can think about the time period that this takes place which is, I don't know. It's probably the nineteen, early nineteen hundreds, um, and so it's just it's just interesting. Well, it's set during the height of the women's suffrage movement, so that's nineteen. What would that be in the twenties? Right, right, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love I love that aspect of the story, and uh, it just gives a it's just very thought provoking, and, and it was inspired by a real person. life event. Okay, yes. and so. Um, and, and just how many women actually worked on that, but received no credit whatsoever. Hmm. So that, well, that, that was is, interesting. That is interesting. Very clever. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So did you have any other books you wanted to talk about? I've got a couple. Like I, I go through spells where I will read like crazy and then I'll go through a month or two and not read anything. Um, but I have got one that was on the book page uh, it was advertised this past month and I had you order it for the library for our uh, digital collection and it was once uh, they were wool or once there were wolves by Charlotte McConaughey mm-hmm. and it takes place in the highlands of Scotland which again people know me that's one of my dreams is to go to Scotland one day uh, it's got twin sisters again so like we talked about in the good sister this book has got twin sisters Inti and Aggie and it's Inti's lifelong mission to reintroduce wolves into the highlands of Scotland. She gets a lot of flack from the community there because they're farmers and they're worried about their livestock. And so they're really trying to, you know, tear this dream apart for her. Um, But she sees the good in reintroducing a predator into an environment and it's going to help everything um, coexist better. Um, But anyway, there's a lot of global issues that they talk about, but in the midst of all of that, one of the farmers who was just really against this whole idea, mm-hmm. uh, he he comes up mysteriously. He's he just dies, and he they don't know if it's a murder or if it is something to do with the wolves itself. Of course, the farmers are going to think that the wolves killed him. They need to go, mm-hmm. but could it be a murder that somebody is doing to try to make it look like the wolves did it when it really wasn't the case? So it's kind of dark and twisty too, but. Um, if you re- listen to the audio version, um, they do the really awesome uh, dialect of the Scottish, and it was really great to listen to. But it's a story of crime and passion, and then Inti and herself, she makes some pretty reckless decisions um, that could cost her a lot at the end. But it's really, really, really good. Oh, well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I I wanted to tell everyone about a book I probably mentioned because I am friends with Anne Gebhardt, but she is an award-winning author. But she wrote the story of stories for me because it features the pack horse librarians. Okay, and I love I loved it because you have Tansy Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And she delivers books uh, to people in the community. And, you know, there's been a couple of books come out in the last couple of years about the Pack Horse librarians. One was Jojo Moyes' The Giver of Stars. Mm-hmm. And it features the heroine, a, a really an English woman who's re, been replanted, you know, moved to the Appalachian area. And 
it was called The Giver of Stars. And it was a pretty good book. But when there was also The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek by Kim Michelle Richardson. That's on and, my to-read list. I've not read that one yet. So, And it features uh, like the blue people, which is a real thing, uh, right. a really a genetic disorder of some people in Appalachia. But I just felt like Anne Gabhart, one, uh, she just did such a wonderful job of painting a picture of life in that region of Kentucky. And, you know, so many times when uh, people write stories about that part of the country, they focus on the moonshiners and all the, the terrible mm-hmm. things. But but Anne does such a great job of talking about the relationships of neighbors in the community and how they look out for each other mm-hmm. and, and just, um, you know, the need for work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how how poor people were, but at the same time, they have sort of a rich life in their culture and, uh, and there's a romance in this story. And so I really enjoyed it. Um, but so I really, uh, there's an, there's actually three romances in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's Perdita Sweet, who's an older lady. And she's, she's really thinking her life is, is just about ready to end. And then she takes in a young girl who's been, who's run away and then, and then we have the pack horse librarian who everyone, you know, wants to see. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's just really uh, a wonderful book and as uh, well researched and that's called along a story trail. And I'd give that five stars. So awesome. So really good. I could go on all day with the books I've been reading. There's been so many, I don't want to like waste the time that we've got, but uh, another one I've read is uh, we got last week, we had a patron come in and she's like giving us book reviews. She's like, well, this one was this way and this one was that way. And I was like, okay. But she was like, but this one, you've got to read it. And so I grabbed it, of course. And it's called Quiet in Her Bones by by Nalini Singh. Uh-huh. Uh, it was so good. It's a juicy murder mystery, um, but not so violent to where it's like, there's not the gore. It's just a really good mystery. Um, the main character is Arev and his mother goes missing um, and she's discovered 10 years later but she's in her wrecked green jaguar and all that's left is her bones um detectives speculate that i know detectives speculate that she probably died the night of her disappearance um when all along her father had or his father and the son kind of believe that she was still alive this whole time. Um, So it is heartbreaking when they see that, no, she wasn't. She was probably gone the entire time. And automatically, it's a small cul-de-sac neighborhood where all of this is happening. Fingers are automatically pointed at the husband and even the son who is him. He is a writer himself and he has this really twisted mind of writing these really horror horrific stories. And he's a multimillionaire based on the books that he's written. And in his mind, um, it's seen that even he himself questions, did I do this to my mother? Um, and the truth comes out at the end, if whether he did or didn't, or if it was somebody else altogether, um, Twist turns, um, you're not even going to know what's coming to like the last two or three pages of the book. It's really, really wonderful. Oh, Quiet wow. and, Yeah, Quiet in Her Bones by Nalini Singh. Oh, so just sort of a psychological. Yeah, book. it's very, very deep and twisty. And I mean, Arev, you feel so sorry for him because, you know, that's his mother. And he's thinking of all these. He loved his mother. His mother was not a perfect person at all. But it was his mother and 
for him to think that he was even capable of harming her, it just sickens him, you know, to death. Um, and then you find out more later of what actually happened. I mean, it's very, very good. Well, awesome. All right. But that's another one to put, put it's on. It's another one. Day. I mean, I've had a lot of really good books lately. Sometimes I'll get lots of just bummer ones and they're not so great. But lately I've been on a roll. Well, that's good. Well, I, I read another good book and it was, of course, I'm a librarian. Now, I didn't realize I have two librarian books, but it was called <laughs> The Personal Librarian. Oh, yeah. By Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. And she, um, Belle de Costa Green is hired by J.P. Morgan. Okay. And what makes this really interesting, it's not a secret because it comes out right away, is she's African-American. But mm-hmm. she's passing. And so, I mean, it would be uh, a, a, a great detriment if he finds out. And what, you know, and it's really, again, this is based off a of real character. Right. And because she is the daughter, in fact, sh- she was the daughter of Richard Greener, which was the first black graduate of Harvard and a well-known advocate of equality. And so what happened is when his wife, whose name I can't remember, mm-hmm. fills out their, their census because they moved, they moved to the north, I guess New York. And when she fills out the census, she records their race as white. Mm-hmm. And he ends up leaving his family over this because, again, he is, uh, an, you know, an advocate for equality. He has educated children. Oh. And and so anyway, uh, so it's just amazing the career that uh, Belle da Costa Green actually has as she helps him curate his book collection. And it, it goes over into to art rare manuscripts, books, and artwork for the newly built uh, Pierpont Morgan Library. And uh, and she became well-known for her power in the art world, and she just has impeccable taste, and she's very a very shrewd negotiator, and she really supports her family. Mm-hmm. And, like, her brother's an engineer, and they are, you know, included in many of the social events where – the the Morgans, you know, they're she's she's walking among the Vanderbilts and the Morgans and and all the wealthy hmm. people of that time, and so it's, it's just fascinating to me that one she pulled it off, but but it also talks about the stress that she, you know, the burden, you know, right, you know, you know, the anxiety <clears throat> of someone finding out her secret. I gotcha, and so so I, I love that. So, and we are almost out of time. And I just want to mention two, two really good uh, nonfiction <laughs> books. And I always like, I always have to have a, a little uplifting story and two uplifting uh, books that are in our library, especially during this time is one was, it's by Beth Moore, Chasing Vines. And I find this interesting that she wrote this just prior to COVID. Mm. It's about how you cope during stressful times. And I just, it's very. I love Beth Moore. She's such an inspiration. I just hit a, I just hit my book. I (laughs) just hit, did you hear that penguin random house? Looking at at my phone to see what else one. And uh, the last one is by Max Lucado. I hope I said his name right. Yeah. Uh, How happiness happens. So if you've been a little bit down by all the, 
hard things that are going on in the world, I highly recommend both of these books. So How Good. Happiness Happens by Max Licato, Licato. And so so that's it. So I think we're almost out of time. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you want to tell people about what's going on in the library, because I can't really think of anything. I can't think of anything. And you're, you're, everybody's still welcome. Uh, we love to see you come in. Um, we encourage you to pick up a mask when you come in the door. There's plenty available. And you know, just stay safe. Well, that's good. All right. So yes. And we do still have a adult adult book club is uh, alive and well. And if you're interested in joining our adult book club, the book of the month that we're reading is the silent patient by Alex. Michael Leeds, M I C H A E L I D E S. I have no idea what this book is about, Mm -hmm. but one of the best things about book club is it, you know, it opens up new books to you that you might never have right. selected. So someone in our little book club recommended this book. And so so you can pick up a copy at the Allen County Public Library. And the book club meets the third Tuesday of each month at one o'clock. Yep. And we have books and we always have some sort of sweet treat. To eat. So <laughs> that might um, encourage them. <laughs> I know. So, well, thanks, folks, so much for joining us for Among the Stacks. I'm Sheila Stovall. And I'm Amanda Woods. Until next time, have a good day. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you among the stacks.